Welcome to a wildfire update on the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. It is, what day is it, Joe? Wednesday night, August 25th. It uh, is incredibly dark outside, made all the darker by the cloud of smoke and ash that we currently sit in on the edge of the wilderness as I came up to Joe's writer's cabin. He noted the presence of ash falling from the sky. Right when the motion light turned on when you got here. Popped out to greet you in the usual style of, Is that you? And noticed there was ash falling from the sky. All indications, we just got off the phone for an update with the Tofty District Ranger on Superior National Forest. Ellen Bogardus Shemanyak, she is the forest lead forest ranger on the Tofty district, which is a major area. It's where most of these fires from Greenwood to John Eck to Welp are burning. So we just got an update from Ellen around 8.30 p.m. Wednesday night that the smoke and ash that's currently saturating us outside the writer's cabin here just east of Grand Marais by the Devil Track River is from Canadian wildfires burning in Quetico Provincial Park, a northwest wind today, and it's bringing the smoke and ash down from a 100,000-acre fire up there. One of the largest fires burning in the vicinity that would affect us at this time. Well, it was a series of fires in Quetico that have been burning since July that we've been following closely. It actually led to the closure of the Boundary Waters, of the northwest part of the Boundary Waters, earlier this summer, and those fires that were separate have now merged into one giant fire and are a threat to jump across at Crooked Lake, Curtain Falls, and that area into the Boundary Waters, which would present a threat to the Echo Trail and other areas near Ely. Uh, So that's a present thing happening right now this evening at the Forest Service, and people certainly on the Boundary Waters in Ely are are following, and that's the reason we have this smoke tonight. Not... In my mind, Joe, there's sort of a hierarchy of fire threats. You know, some somewhere at the bottom would be something like the Welp Fire that really hasn't done much. 80 acres. Right, and, and it isn't getting much attention at this point. Nor is it growing much or doing much. Right, and Welp Fire is in the vicinity of where I came out of last weekend. By Sawbill. Correct, and but there are other fires there that have popped up and been contained. So what sort of, in your mind, is the hierarchy of, of threats in the wilderness? What is, what is requiring the most attention and energy right now from the resources that are fighting these fires? Well, it's the fire right outside the wilderness by Isabella, the Greenwood fire, by leaps and bounds, is consuming the most resources on the United States side. Uh, it's by just south of the wilderness line by a community called Isabella, a really small town by Finland, which is also a really small town. Uh, it's 21,000 acres plus now. It has destroyed some cabins. Structures have been lost in this fire in just recent days, the past 48 hours. And it is the biggest fire in Minnesota. It's taking a lot of resources. So it's right outside the wilderness, but it also 
led to part of the decision to close the Boundary Waters was because of the Greenwood Fire, both because it posed a threat to move north into Isabella Lake, Kawishwi area, also though because it's taken resources. The Forest Service is really focused on that because of these structures and, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, they're putting constantly planes and ground crews, engines, dozers, it's been there for well over a week now, 10 days, 11 days. And even with all those resources, continues to grow. Monday was a bad day for the Greenwood Fire. It's when those cabins burned and it made a huge run toward the McDougall Lake area and Highway 1 toward Isabella. That's where the Incident Command Center is, is at the Isabella Community Center. I was over there a week ago today, last Wednesday. And I can assure you, it's not a place you want to hang out it's an intense environment of fire trucks coming and going uh firefighters that are exhausted and hot wearing heavy clothing you know forest service higher ups the supervisor for the forest service connie cummins is based out of there right now it's the headquarters of basically all of these decisions and it's where the wilderness closure was signed by connie was there so the significance of the Greenwood fires is primarily in that in what the forest, the region that the Forest Service manages, even though it's outside of the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness, it is consuming the most resources. Correct. And that is really its significance and applied to the Boundary Waters. So after, so below this Greenwood fire, where are we? What are what are what else are we looking at that's taking attention? The biggest fire in the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness <coughs> is the John Eck fire. I, I, no problem coughing because we're breathing my, smoke and ash. My throat hurts <laughs> right. quite badly right, right now. Our eyes, our heads. Uh, so anyhow, the John Eck fire in the wilderness is the biggest, 1,500 acres. Uh, again, just getting off the phone with the Tofty District Ranger right now who's following this in real time, moment to moment. Uh, that fire has been smoldering now for two consecutive days. It also made a big run on Monday. That's what led to the pre-evacuation status for the Upper Gunflint Trail from Loon Lake to Seagull to the end of the Gunflint. Uh, that run of the John Eck Fire on Monday put that pre-evacuation status into effect. Today on Wednesday, the Forest Service added additional restrictions on the Gunflint Trail, all federal land off of the Gunflint Trail from Poplar Lake to Sag to the end of the Gunflint Trail is now off limits. You cannot hike on some of the popular hiking trails. Of course, the Boundary Waters is already closed to access. They expanded that along the Gunflint Trail today for any federal land. Uh, you know, that'd be like Centennial Hiking Trail, Magnetic Rock, those types Caribou of places. Caribou Rock. Yeah, do not. Well, it, that would be That's just, right on the edge, I suppose. That's right on the, yeah, that, that you could still do in theory. Okay. But the idea is just stay away. It's kind of a driving <laughs> message. It led to some confusion about people who have reservations at Gunflint Lodge, Cross River Lodge, Tuscarora Lodge, where there's cabins. You know, people are coming up here. and It's the end of August, so people are coming here on vacation. And they are still allowed to go to those resorts and so forth. Uh, so it's been uh, a whirlwind of activity since we just did an update the other day, and so much has already happened. To be a little more upbeat, uh, there's a, some rain in the forecast for Friday, Saturday, significant, you know, up toward an inch in 
parts of the area, but models can change and we're going to wait and see. There's also some probability for lightning and thunderstorms along with the rain, stronger winds as well, east wind. Um, so uh, again, Ellen's saying, yeah, we might get some rain, but we're going to wait and see. But she did sound pretty, pretty upbeat, actually. This has been a long day for the Tofty District Ranger. She was down at the radio station at WTIP this morning at 7.30 doing a live update. Her big announcement when I asked her how she was doing was, I just got my laundry done. Mm. She she was up at about 4 in the morning, came to Grand Marais, and, and did her laundry. It was the only window that she'd had in the past 10 days because they've been going nonstop. Right. And um, and she was had not even been home. It's now almost 9 o'clock. When you talked to her on the phone, she had not been home. Just before we started to record this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that puts it in the context of how hard Forest Service people are working on, on these fires and these closures and how serious they're taking it. It's not like they said, okay, the Boundary Waters is closed. We'll see you later. That was just the beginning of this process. It, it did allow the firefighting decision makers, if you will, the flexibility of knowing that the wilderness is empty. Uh, basically, they think now it's about 98% empty they've gotten in and reached almost everybody has been evacuated now on wednesday from the closure on saturday when you were in there matthew everyone is basically gone so they can fight the fires without having to worry about people Mm -hmm. make decisions based on the safety of people other than the firefighters indeed i've continued to run into folks in the community that have said hey i was in when the evacuation happened and and there are stories popping up everywhere of folks who had to get out and really folks all over the place who are now struggling to rearrange their plans because the Boundary Waters is closed and struggling to find other alternatives. And the reality is, as anybody who's probably listening to this knows, that anything can still happen. But we did get the first extension of the closure uh, through Labor Day weekend. Into Friday of Labor Day weekend. Friday, September 3rd. Right. So what happens beyond that? That was a question I asked Ellen right before we got off the phone. So it's been extended to Friday, September 3rd. What are you hearing from Connie Cummins about her thought process, where she's at tonight on would it be extended through Labor Day weekend and into the September, you know, getting into the 10th of September, for example. That'd be that following Friday. Too early to tell. It depends what happens with this rain over the next 48 hours are going to be huge. These next, in through Saturday night into Sunday morning, I think are going to be pivotal for what happens next. And we're, we're going to be here following this very closely on the podcast. We've got some audio features specific to what's happening in real time coming your way in the next day or two that you'll be hearing here on the podcast stay tuned for those their their journalism their storytelling it's what we do on the podcast it, it's coming to you very very soon we've got uh, some guest producers that are putting together some things for us matthew you've been working on something too uh, so stay tuned for that, and then we'll probably do an update uh, over the weekend at some point. We'll get something else posted on Sunday, and hopefully it's an upbeat thing about the rain. 
Time will tell. It will. Uh, thanks for following this with us on the podcast. We're so grateful to have this platform to share the status of things happening up here. And As usual, if you have your own experience of leaving the wilderness this most recent weekend or uh, of how these fires are affecting you and, and your uh, time in the wilderness, we want to hear those stories. Keep us posted. Give us your feedback. BWCA podcast at gmail.com. Or even if you just want to sit and give us a shout out and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're, we're following this with you guys. We'd just love to hear from you right now because it's a unexpected turn of events here at the end of August. We were in celebratory mode about episode 50 and having a great, a relatively great summer. We had an episode put together where we went fishing. Uh, over August 14th, my birthday, we were out in the Boundary mm-hmm. Waters fishing. Great day. Yeah. and It'll it, come back around. Yeah, maybe maybe that audio will at some point be relevant, but it doesn't seem appropriate right now. And uh, we can't go to the wilderness the same as everyone else. And so uh, we're just grateful to be able to share these stories with you. We'll talk to you soon.